What is going on, Panthers Nation? Carolina Dad here, host of the Two Growls, One Roar podcast. That's a mouthful. That's a new one. Yes, you're probably wondering, wait, I thought this was the Two States, One Team podcast. I thought that's what this podcast was. And then you look down today, you're like, wait a second. I see the branding's changed. There's a new logo. There's a new name. Two Growls, One Roar What in the heck is going on? Well, folks, I have got a story for you. Number one, if this is your first time tuning in, you don't have to worry about it. But for my folks, my A1 day ones that have been here since February, you know that uh, I've changed the podcast name. Made the proper decision to do this as I was down at training camp in Spartanburg. I figured this episode is the perfect time to go through a rebrand. I've got a lot of content to catch up with. We went to training camp. We were there Saturday at Back Together at Gibbs Stadium. We went to two practices. We went on Monday and Tuesday, and then we went to Fan Fest at Bank of America on Wednesday. We did not make it out Friday, even though we were in town. It just it was such a long week and could not could not get out there. Traveled back to Wilmington, North Carolina on Saturday. Just got in today is Sunday, getting settled in and trying to figure out all the things that I've got to get you caught up on. So today's episode's a little bit unique. This is a filler kind of bonus episode. Tuesday, I'm still going to be releasing my normal episode and it is going to be all about training camp. But today, today's episode is a good episode to talk about the rebranding and give you a little bit of bonus footage or coverage into training camp because last week I'm down at training camp in Spartanburg and as I'm sitting there, I follow our local station here in Wilmington, North Carolina, or I should say one of the radio DJs, Randy Slack. He runs Modern Rock 98.7 if you are familiar with the Wilmington market. He also has a one-hour time slot on ESPN radio here locally. It's called Slack on Sports He does just a one hour show with himself. Really neat because he'll cover, you know, local sports here, UNC, Wilmington, big in our market, than anything else that he wants to talk about. So this was Thursday morning, I believe. Thursday morning. I'm on Twitter. He follows me. He sends me a tweet, or I guess a message that says, see, tells you what I do. And I I guess, do we still want to call it a tweet now that it's X? I'm still going to call it a tweet. He sends me a message and says, hey, man, uh, how would you like to come on the show, talk about training camp? And I said, heck yeah, man, I am all for that. So today, after I give you this kind of little update, the end of the episode is going to be my interview that I did with him for Slack on Sports for ESPN Radio in Wilmington, North Carolina. It, for me personally, man, freaking cool. I don't care if I had five listeners, two listeners, 
to think that I am in a position or was in a position to be able to get on the radio station here locally and talk about sports, talk about the Carolina Panthers, which is the whole reason I made this podcast. I posted about this way, way, way back in the beginning. I even shared it, I believe, on Instagram or Twitter this past week. And what led me to do this? I mean, there's a lot of things that led me to want to make a podcast, but the Panthers podcast is last year. I caught into Barton Hahn on ESPN Radio. This was right after the Robbie Anderson tirade on the sideline. I call in the ESPN Radio. They get me through and, you know, give us your hot takes, or I can't remember what it was, things from the weekend. And mine was, of course, centered around the Panthers. And the things I call out, I said, trade Robbie Anderson, number one. And what happens two or three days later after I say this, he gets traded. And I said, get rid of Christian McCaffrey. I know that's going to make Panthers fans mad, but I said, we've got to rebuild. This is the the opportunity to do that. We know we got some draft picks. Eh, To be determined on if those draft picks compensate for McCaffrey, but we don't have to worry about a $16 million contract. Well, I guess we still do. But anyways, I get on there. We had a really good conversation with them. And I was like, man, this is great. So I started making Instagram videos for myself and posting them. And like, who cares? Most of my Instagram followers are family. Like they don't want to see, you know, or hear about what I'm, what I'm saying or predicting for the Carolina Panthers is what it is led me to making this show. And so anyways, to have this thing come full circle, even if it's for 15 minutes and like I said, five followers, I don't care, man. Like that thing, it was cool. It was great. So you'll get to hear that at the end of this episode. And so let's talk about the rebranding of the podcast so I'll talk actually talk a little bit about it at the beginning of the ESPN radio show. It was it was funny because I talked to Slack like right before I come on and he was like, Hey, what do you what do you go by or what do you want me to call you? And I'm like, I'm Carolina Dad. So people nobody knows my government name. I guess my family knows it. And uh so I told him about it. it's like, yeah, this is my real name. I guess a few folks do. And I was like, but I go by Carolina Dad. And he's like, Well, what's the name of your show? And I was like, Well, funny story. It it was two states, one team. And then uh, I got into Spartanburg and I don't know what, what about being there made me do this. I should have done this a long time ago. When I looked up the name, two states, one team, you know, there was a lot of back and forth of like, are we really two states, one teams, North Carolina, South Carolina, this United effort. I'm like, yeah, you know, you got the Spartanburg training camp, at least for now at Wofford. We were looking at a facility. We know that fell through. Not going to talk about that is what it is. And then of course, North, you know, uh, North Carolina is represented by Charlotte, which is right on the border with South Carolina. So there you go. Anyways, it felt like a really good name because nobody was using it. And that should have been my first indication of not using the name two states, one team. Well, I'm sitting there. We leading up to the camp, I'd ordered a shirt for Nolan to wear. And the shirt was off of the NFL shop or fanatics and it was two states, one team branded. So the Panthers are selling merchandise with the name two states, one team on their official website. So like key indicator that, yeah, they probably have a trademark on that and you don't want to use it. So sure enough, I go out, do a little bit of research and they had trademarked it. So two states period, one team is an official trademark owned by the Carolina Panthers. They own another 30 or so, keep pounding. I can't even remember the other various ones. So in the interest of this show, in the interest of me, my own personal self, 
doing this, I was like, hey, let's rebrand this. I went through a lot of a lot of names and I was like, man, there's a lot of good names taken already and variations of different podcast names for the Carolina Panthers. I wanted to try to keep it unique and close to what I had. So I was like, two growls, one roar. So pretty similar, kind of, not really. You know what? It's very different as I'm saying this. How about that? <laughs> Just joking. So I was like, that's what it's going to be. And so there you go. And the nice thing about that is, or, or having this is, I can take this branding myself now and actually go out and create my own merchandise. Of course, we're not going to have like a Panthers logo on the stuff, but being able to do that, like when I was down at training camp, I saw a few of the guys that run podcasts, C3, there's a few others, you know, they've got the shirts and the branding and I'm not trying to make money off of it, but it is nice to get your brand out there because as you build this out or as I build this out, that is my goal to grow this. Speaking of growing, I mean, last month was insane from a total download perspective. I've got to say this whole X, I guess I'll call it X Twitter. I'm on there now, folks, and I'm active. I realized that that's where a lot of our fans are. It's a lot of good interactions on there for me to get my voice out and opinions. And so I've taken advantage of that and Facebook. Facebook, I think we're up over 200, almost 300 followers. Instagram's a little bit slower because I haven't really promoted there. And Twitter, uh, 2,000 or so. And so I just say thank you to the people that are in the loop. And um, there you go. So that's that's the new show name, new branding. I thought it would be good to kind of do like a teaser episode around that and give you some some of the why before diving in. And so let's talk about what's coming up. There are so many things to get you updated on. I'm going to release an episode just on my experience with training camp because it was a great experience overall. So many autographs, so many player interactions, not for me, but for Nolan. I want to highlight that because it was a fun time for us, fun time for the family, even Fan Fest at Bank of America. That was our first time doing that. Pearson got to go. Very cool. He got to go to Bank of America Stadium for the first time in his life. So first football interaction as well. I'm like, how how young is too young to to have him doing this? So I don't know if he's making it to a game this year, folks. Maybe next year he'll be a little bit older. We'll see. Maybe even a little bit beyond that. I don't know. But I'm I'm excited to get, get him out there. And of course, you know, Nolan, Nolan eats this stuff up. So this week I'm thinking... I'm going to do this episode. You'll have this. Then we'll have our normal episode where I'm going to get you caught up on everything that happened through training camp. So I was gone for a week and a half, very long time. The last episode that I recorded was actually almost two weeks ago that I actually recorded for this podcast. I recorded a crossover, if you got to hear it, with the Kitty Lit podcast. So if you haven't had a chance, go out, follow them, check them out. Good experience with them made sense for me to link up. And so we'll probably have more of those coming down the pipeline. There's even a video, folks. You hear me talk about video. We had some technical difficulties on my side, but that is out and available. So we'll go, or I'll be dropping a catch-up episode, an experience with training camp, and then depending on how this falls, a Jets preview. Because like I said, going into the season, I really would like to do a preview of the game there's a lot of transactions that have happened. As I'm saying this right now, I'm not going to give anything away until the, the next episode. So I'll, I'll hold all the transactions that have occurred to myself. 
But then we'll have the Jets joint practices and then again the preseason game. Bryce Young is going to be playing, folks. I thought he may be sitting out. Frank Wright confirmed in his press conference he is playing. Bryce Young will be out there. We have a lot to talk about. Lots to talk about with training camp. I've been listening to all the press conferences after every session, reading the articles, watching the Twitter feeds of everyone out there. And thank you. Thank you to those that are keeping us in the loop and me. When I was there, I was doing my best. I mean, I had people, it was cool because I had people liking, you know, the material I was putting out, which is a newbie. I love it. Very fun. With that said, there's a lot of stuff happening right now. We know that preseason is ramping up. Everybody's anxious to see young. Can he withhold, et cetera, et cetera. Lots of question marks to surround the whole organization. Who's going to get cut? Who's going to make the, the 53 man roster? Well, I'm going to start diving into that, give you my initial thoughts on who's safe, who may be at risk, who may not make the cut. We'll talk all about that. I'm thinking Aaron Rodgers is likely going to sit in the Jets game, so we may see Zach Wilson. Good matchup there. I'm hoping, not hoping, I think the joint practices, we may get more out of the joint practices than we will in the preseason game to be determined because you'll get a lot of one-on-one matchups or like ones versus ones. One thing Reich did say is the first joint practice is going to be pretty heavy. And then the second practice is going to be a little bit lighter primarily because both teams are getting ready to prepare for an actual game. So they're going to do some things together, but it's going to be a little bit different. Fighting was brought up. You want to avoid fights or people getting into fights and interactions there. So I, I anticipate that that'll be okay. Well, folks, with that said, I'm going to go ahead and cut out here so I can throw on the interview with ESPN Wilmington. Hopefully, it'll give you a little bit of taste of what's to come with my discussion around training camp. We recorded this on our phone because we weren't here, so it may be a little weird cutting out because we had to do it in two, two cuts. So if there's a little gap between the interaction, sorry about that. But anyways, let's go ahead, throw it on. I will have a new episode out in just a day or two on Tuesday, like the normal release, and we'll keep the podcast rolling. So thank y'all. Carolina Dad signing off. ESPN Wilmington, I am Randy Slag. Joining us online right now, he has a podcast with a, quite frankly, a little bit of a confusing name. Uh, we're we're joined by uh, Mr. Carolina Dad live out of Wilmington. Uh, Carolina Dad, how are you? Hey, doing well, Randy. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, uh, great to have you on the show. Uh, the, the, the name of the podcast, if you look him up on Twitter, it's Two Growls, One Roar. Uh, we were just talking a little bit off the air here. It's kind of funny. You, you had to change the name of your podcast about the Carolina Panthers because of the Carolina Panthers. That's right. So I started the podcast about six months ago, and it made sense at the time, two states, one team. Sure. The name wasn't really, you know, really being utilized. And here I am at training camp, and I'm with my family. And my dad or uh, my father-in-law is, is big into risk management. He's like, hey. Uh, have you checked into that name to see if it's, you know, a registered trademark? <laughs> and 
So I was like, hey, uh, that's, that's a good idea. So I ended up checking it out, and sure enough, it is. So here I am, <laughs> coming away from training camp, rebranding, just, you know, as I grow the podcast, trying sure. to make sure I'm not infringing on anything Panthers-related. And so, yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's a little bit confusing. <laughs> Just giving you a hard time. It'll be, it'll be funny. The first time you meet David Tepper, he's giving you a cease and desist. That would have been that would have been That's an awkward right. conversation. Exactly. <laughs> hey, uh, so Car- Carolina Dad, if that is your real name, you were just at the uh, you were just at the the Carolina Panthers uh, training camp. I assume probably not your your first time uh, visiting the uh, the Panthers and, and seeing them during the training camp period. That's right. So last year was actually the first time we got to go. Okay. We're very fortunate that so my in-laws live in Spartanburg, which is right here at Walford where they have training camp. So this year we got to come down for three practices and yeah, it, it's been a great experience. I know you had some questions and things you wanted me to to dive into, so I'm happy to, to give you the lowdown and everything that I've seen. Yeah, man. Here. Let me let me ask you this. First off, you know, going yeah. to camp last year, going to camp this year, how different was the vibe? I feel like last year, you know, there's a little bit of that grumbling, Matt Rule on the hot seat. This year, new coaching staff, first overall pick at quarterback, uh, uh, more of a positive vibe, I imagine? Oh, 100%. The, the hype is real. You can feel it in the fan base. Just across it, at every one of the practices, so Saturday was back together, which was held at Gibbs Stadium at, at Wofford. And I think they said 15,000 people were there. To put it into perspective, I think last year was around 10,000 people. Wow. But across the across the board, even in, in the practices that we went to during the week, the energy is just there. I feel like the turnout compared to last year is higher. And to your point, you know, comparing it to last year, a lot of the coaches didn't really interact with the fans as they, you know, came onto the, the practice field. This year, we had Frank Wright coming over signing autographs, a lot of the assistant coaches signing autographs, players spending so much time. Like, I don't know if they're more at ease, having a little more fun, but it, it has been a totally different experience compared to last year. Well, that, that's awesome to hear. Uh, Carolina Dad on the line with us uh, from the Two Growls, One Roar, the, uh, the the podcast here based out of uh, based out of Wilmington. Now, uh, let me ask you this, Carolina Dad: Are you a native of the Wilmington area, or are you like me and may, virtually everyone else here a transplant down to New Hanover County? I am a transplant, so okay. we'll say I am from from North Carolina. Okay, so I live, yeah, lived <laughs> in outside of, outside of Greensboro. We moved to the area about nine. Eight or nine years ago, my wife went to UNCW, so followed her down, and, yeah, we landed here and love it. Uh, awesome. Well, uh, see, I don't really consider you a transplant. If you lived in North Carolina, because I was just kind of curious, you know, you do, you're doing you're doing a Panthers podcast. I feel like right. that team's only been around since 95, so it has to be people that grew up as kids with that team or somebody who, you know, you try to adopt a team as you, as you move down here, because that – it's still, in football terms, the Panthers are a relatively younger team. They are. Yeah, so, so growing up, it was funny because my parents, to your point, the Panthers weren't a team, so my dad was a Green Bay Packers fan. So my childhood was, I was a Packers fan. Sure. And then as, you know, I got a little bit older, and, you know, the Panthers are the only team that's on TV, make it to the Super Bowl in, what, 03, and then, of course, we had the Cam Newton years, and there was a lot of success. 
I started to trend towards, you know, pulling for the Panthers. And then I decided, you know what, I'm going to take my passion and I'm already watching all the games. I'm following <laughs> them. Let me turn it into a podcast. That's a little bit of fun with it. So absolutely. Yeah, uh, it's it's cool, cool stuff. Good for you doing the uh, getting into the podcast game. And it, you know, speaking of the history of the Panthers, I do think that you know going to that Super Bowl run in '03 and then going back in 2015, that I I feel like that would have to help a young Panthers fan because if you watch your team and they suck for like the first ten years you, they exist, you're like, dude, I don't want to get in on this. But to have an early Super Bowl run in 03, have that conference championship game against Green Bay in like 96, like having those early successes, I think really has solidified that maybe more so than what they're dealing with in Jacksonville because that team has just been, I mean, trash other than 2017. Yeah. It's a, it, right. it's, it's tough down there. Um, uh, Carolina dad, you saw Bryce young, uh, in, in the flesh. What were your impressions of the guy? The Panthers are, you know, basically hitching all their hopes and dreams to. Oh man. Lots of takeaways. I'll give you my first, my first impression was we're at Gibbs stadium again, Saturday. You see all the players coming onto the field. Massive guys, massive guys, and you see this little number nine, little guy walking down the path, and you're like, hold on, is this a kid? I'm not even joking. I told Nolan, which is our son, I said, look over there, that's Bryce Young. So it, initially, I was shocked because you hear about the height and the weight, and he's a smaller guy, sure. and you see him, you see him, and you're like, oh my gosh, he really is a smaller <laughs> dude, especially especially when you compare him to the other quarterbacks on the roster with Dalton and Matt Corral. And so that was, that was like the first impression. But then you move into the team drills, the one-on-ones, the seven-on-seven. Initially, you're holding your breath like, oh, man, is he going to see over the line? He was <laughs> – he did great. I mean, I had my concerns, but he – throughout the practice, he maneuvered well in the pocket, a bit, you know, being able to – move around when pressure was coming at him. Of course, they weren't going to take him to the ground. Sure. I will say there were there were a few times where our defense got to him, and you were like, oh, man, if this had been another team in a real game, he would have gotten him. I know there were a lot of quarterbacks, Stroud, Levis, you know, Anthony Richardson. He's our guy, and it feels like that kind of Cam Newton vibe. Okay. You know, when, when, when he was here just leading this team, I have high hopes. Of course, I'm a homer. I mean, like, you know, of course. for the Panthers, so. Uh, but I do have high hopes. And, and the only other thing I was going to say is um, his his family and parents, so nice. They were coming out onto where the fans were sitting, interacting with fans, wow. talking to them. And you, you can't say enough nice things about him, Bryce Young, and his, and his parents. So I'm glad he's our guy. The football field, on the football field, things are going to come into fruition here this season. I think. Yeah, and and I do think when you look at the Panthers' offense, you know they they spend a lot of money and time to invest in an offensive line over the last couple of years. That's going to pay dividends. Bringing in Miles Sanders as the running back and having having a decent you know backfield. Do they? Do you think they have enough weapons offensively for Bryce Young to succeed this year, or is this going to be you know maybe? A, a slower offense just because maybe they don't have those, you know, big play explosive guys on the field. Yeah, I do think that the, the guys are there. So we got to see, and he looked great. You know, you talk about, or, you know, leading into this, talking about McCaffrey or 
being able to re- replace guys in the running pass position, I feel good about him. I feel good about Chuba Hubbard, even going down to Raheem Blackshear, you know, that three-headed monster in the running back room. And then you talk about the receiving core, Adam Thielen has, has looked great. You know, he's a little bit older. Sure. DJ, DJ Chark is your guy to watch. He okay. has been impressive. Just the connection that he and Bryce Jones has, have built through camp. And then you've got, of course, Paris Marshall, Mingo, uh, you know, the rookie. They've started to build a connection. They've missed, like Young and Mingo have missed on some things. But it's there. Like, you can see that that's coming along. And then you throw in LaVisca Chenault, who's been moved around, kind of that Debo Samuel model. Okay. They've had him in the back backfield, taking handoffs. Uh, you know, developing a little bit more. I feel confident there. And then Hayden Hurst looked great as well. I think it's a question mark on, like, is Ian Thomas going to step up? You know, Tommy Trimble, who's going to be that second tight end? Right. But I feel like, you know, with what we have on the roster, that it's going to be a competitive team. So I don't want people to worry, like, oh, man, are the Panthers really going to take a step back, which your point be a little bit slower. Like, I feel good about, you know, uh, the pieces that are around Bryce. Nice. See, that was my thing was just more of trying to ease expectations. I don't think bringing Bryce Young with the, the, the current setup of this offense, I think they could be an average NFL offense. I wouldn't expect them to be, oh my God, we're the, the second coming yeah. of, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals, Kansas City Chiefs type explosive plays out there. Not yet, anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I would say definitely not, not producing that type of offense yet. I mean, few do. It's, you know, it's it, it's okay to just be all right at offense, especially when you look at the other side of the ball. Carolina Dad from the Two Growls One Roar uh, podcast. The defense has been the hallmark of this team for the last couple of years. Now they have switched to a three four. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Or early impressions on the uh, on the defensive scheme change? Yeah, the, the defense has, has dominated early, so. You know, I think it's great having Ibero move to this 3-4. One of the biggest things I noticed is our interior defensive line. So we brought in, you know, a few bigger guys, and they truly are bigger bodies on the, the front. So, sure. you know, looking at that 3-4 scheme, we know we've got Brian Burns holding it down. Cornerback J.C. Horn, Dante Jackson look great. Even the depth underneath them, I know some Panthers fans, when they hear C.J., Henderson, they get a little bit, you know, worried. But he even he's looked great in camp. And then you throw in the the veteran Shaq Thompson, Frankie Wuvu. They brought over Von Bell, who's just been in on almost every play. So the pieces are there, and they're giving Bryce a lot of different looks. I mean, you're seeing J.C. Horn moved around, coming in off of blitzes. And so I think the move to the three four. To your point, the, the other thing is like. This is a brand new staff on offense, brand new defense. So there's a lot of moving pieces, but I feel confident that the defense is going to be able to, you know, be one of the things that remains consistent throughout this year or this upcoming season. I do feel like also the the change to the three, four, I think it's a a way to try to maybe get more out of Derek Brown. I feel like he's been fine as an interior defensive tackle, but maybe moving more towards as a 3-4 end and then having a Brian Burns on the outside as an edge rusher, it really might unlock something for Derek and and who clearly is a good player. We don't see him a lot on the stat sheet because that's not what he's designed for in the 4-3, but maybe in the 3-4 he can make more of an impact. Oh, yeah. 
that that is something that's going to be great to see this year what he's going to be able to do kind of pegged as having a, a breakout year in this this new scheme now carolyn dad uh being at being at camp for a few days did any guys near that bottom of the 53 man roster and anybody pop out at you were like oh this guy might be a guy to watch out for uh coming up for this season so there was a acquisition that happened this, I guess, like a few days ago. Deion Jones, he's an inside linebacker, played for Atlanta, then was traded to Cleveland last year. I saw him coming in, and I'm hearing rumblings that he could be buying for one of the starting spots. Okay. He's a guy that I kind of have, have pegged. And then underneath that, it's not really like someone that's not going to make the roster. But Andy Dalton, like, we know Bryce Young's the starter. Andy Dalton has, has looked good. Like, yeah. I know he's, you know, running the second team, but I feel like he could be, if he wanted a starter somewhere else in the league. So having that veteran presence, I think, with him, who I'm really looking for when we get into the preseason, I think we're going to see a lot of Matt Corral. So another guy that we didn't really get to see last year. Again, don't I don't think he's going to be, you know, starting over Bryce Young, but I would love to see him in the preseason and hopefully – success that he's able to build on there. Yeah, and I do think having a guy like Dalton, Andy Dalton, in the room, being a guy who's been in the league forever, being a guy who's been a, you know, a rookie starter in that lockout 2011 season, like he can be a guy who can help out your young guy, and not just in Bryce, but also with Matt Corral and kind of help him guide of what it kind of takes to be an NFL guy when it comes to the preparation and the length of an NFL season. Right. Absolutely. Uh, Carolina Dad, uh, thanks for coming on the show today. Uh, I'll let you plug your podcast. Where can people find it? Where can they find you on social media? And uh, what do you got coming up on on the show? Yeah, appreciate it. So you can search for right now two states one team. If you missed the, <laughs> the beginning, I'm going through a bit of a, a rebrand. So anywhere you get your podcast, you can search. Coming up, I will be doing an in depth recap of my time at training camp. And then for those who are just tuning in, I drop a new episode every week. So as you get into the season, I'll be getting you prepared for preseason, in-season game analysis, and just having a little bit of fun. So that's it. And thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. And remember, with podcasting, consistency is the key. I have so many friends who try to do a podcast. They get like six episodes in. They're like, ah, this sucks. Nobody's listening. I'm not getting the interaction I want. And then they stop, and then they come back in three weeks. And then you, you, yeah. you, you just got to keep pumping them out. And eventually, you know, it, you, can, uh, you can break through, buddy. Best of luck to you. That's it, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, thanks. That's uh, that's Carolina Dad from the uh, currently Two States, One Team podcast, but soon to be rebranded uh, Two Growls, One Roar. Because, I mean, look, if the if the Panthers own the, the trademark, you know, and you want to do a Panthers podcast, you can't really use their trademark without their permission. You know, you don't want to get you don't want to get beat up on. But thanks to uh, Carolina Dad for coming on the show and sharing that experience. And I can only imagine how exciting camp is now. You know, when you looked over the last few years and it's like, hey, Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, guys who have been on other teams, guys who have been, you know, thrown aside for somebody else to now have a guy.